Welcome to episode 28 of the Yinzers podcast. I'm Samantha James, along with my co-hosts, Morgan Erzo and Jordan DeFigio. They tie. Mm-hmm. What does that mean moving forward? Should I, should uh, I just burn my house down? Do it. I'm Probably. What, what's I'm the ready. point? Seriously. Burn it all like, down. Oh my God. I was telling Morgan before we started recording, they somehow found a way to outdo my expectations yet again, because I was expecting them to lose to the lions. They didn't. What? How? How is it possible <laughs> to expect a loss and have your team be like, no, we're not going to win either. How about we just tie? Right. It's like we expected the loss and they somehow still let us down. Like, yep. What is that? How many Mm -hmm. people can say, oh, we go into this week and we kind of expect the loss. Like the three of us talked about it last week. That was no gimme game. Mm -mm. Granted, the Lions are not as bad as their record says they are. They have a pretty confident offensive line, which is more than you can say for ours. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Although they did look okay. They weren't my point, like one of my points of contention from yesterday. And we can get into that. Later, if we want to, or if we don't want to live the pain, we don't, we don't have to, we can just move on like normal (laughs) human beings. But it's, it's like we expected at least a close game, but like potentially a loss. A tie is so embarrassing. And they came out so strong Mm -hmm. in the first quarter. Like, like we said, they'll never play complete football. So like the first quarter and the fourth quarter were like decent. The end of the fourth Mm -hmm. quarter, like, don't get me started. But yeah, the first quarter was great. Like, bro, we got catfished. That was (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mason Rudolph and the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin and Matt Canada and Keith Butler catfished us yesterday. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how in 2021 people are still getting catfish when Google image search exists, but here we are. Yeah, here we are. They're not an offense. They're, they're not a football team. What, they're what are they? Some I, men in pads and they like to hit mm-hmm. each other and drop the ball. This is what it really looks like. Warner. This is like me and my friends going out on Thanksgiving to throw the football around. Like yeah. I, you might be better. I, honestly, honestly. Yeah. I'm not even going to front. Yeah. That would happen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's just it's from top to bottom a shit show. It was. It, it was. Deep. It's just so bad. Okay. So the worst professional game of there, football I've ever seen. Watching mm-hmm. the offense yesterday, do you guys think that Matt Canada is capable of doing his job and doing no. well? No. no, I don't even not think he's by, capable of doing it at all. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-mm. There is a reason he lasted a year at LSU and then they went to the national championship. Mm -hmm. There's a reason that Matt Canada has not had a job aside from quarterback coach in the NFL until this Mm -hmm. year. I don't know for the love of God, someone explained to me why Mike Tomlin hires these incompetent assistant coaches, coordinators. I don't understand it. He is Randy Feichner Mm -mm. reincarnated with a few like bells and whistles thrown in for shits and gigs. I don't understand. Yeah. And it's all just flash. It's for flash. Like there's no actual substance. It's an inch deep mile wide. Nothing that he does is actually tangibly successful Mm -hmm. ever. Like 
And if, if something does work, it's not because of him. And I, this was what I was concerned about when they picked an, in, an inside hire for this job. I wanted them mm-hmm. to go outside the organization and bring some new blood mm-hmm. to this offense, some fresh ideas. But you're right. It's just 2.0 of good old Randy back like to, to just shit all over the football field. And he is not good at his job. But we're we're inside the 10 yard line up against the goal line. We aren't going to give Najee the ball one time, not even once <laughs> with your backup quarterback in like people were bitching all day. Like, well, yeah, what do you expect? Their backup quarterback said, well, yeah, maybe make a game plan that takes that into account. He did. And they didn't. No, nope. right. No, they didn't. Nope. They did not change the game plan when they found mm-hmm. out that Ben had COVID. The game plan was not touched after that. Nope. Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger are not the same quarterback. Not only that, but it was raining. Mm-hmm. You adjust yep. a game plan based on weather conditions, based mm-hmm. on who is taking the snaps. It was abysmal. The fact that you yep. draft Najee Harris as your first round draft pick, you spend a first round draft pick draft capital on a running mm-hmm. back when that's already a questionable decision already. People don't like take run- taking running backs in the first round. Mm-hmm. We know what that's like. Shout right. out to Richard Mendenhall. The thing mm-hmm. is, how are you going to be inside the 10 at the sixth first and goal and not mm-hmm. give it to Najee at least once? At least yep. once, especially with what he was doing yesterday, especially no with the holes the offensive line was able to create yesterday. Yep. I will never, ever make an excuse for Matt Canada after that bullshit. And Mike Mm-mm. Tomlin came out and Awful. said that it was Mason Rudolph who was given RPOs at the goal line. Why? Why? Yeah, why? Why are you giving Mason Rudolph RPOs at the goal line? He's not Ben. Mm-mm. I don't need to tell you that. I don't need to tell anybody that we know situation is freaking weird. I mean, they even came out and said that Mason hadn't reached out to Ben or vice versa leading up to this game, which I also think is weird because wouldn't you mm-hmm. want your team's quarterback? Wouldn't you want to touch base with them and be like, Hey, what, right. what, what do you think about the game? This or that. And it's like nothing. And then the Joe Schobert comment about they need to take practice more seriously. I think that goes into, into the other question is, do we think that they're doing enough during the week with practice? And I mean, if they are, it's not showing on the field. No. And we're, so we're saying it every freaking week. They're not working on, they're not caring about the fundamentals of the game. They just don't care. How many missed tackles were there yesterday? How many dropped balls? And I understand that it was raining, but Again, Mason Rudolph, why are you forcing the ball to Ray Ray? Why are you doing that? Idiot. So stupid. Oh, my goodness. I just can't even believe how dumb everyone was yesterday. So yeah. dumb. And, like, uh, if if you have a friend, like, typically guys who are newer to the organization can see things a little bit more clearly than everybody else who's been there longer because they have a fresh set of eyes. If a new dude comes in and is like, yo – this is a mess. And that means that the Steelers have been probably practicing like this for years. Who knows right. how long? And they've right. just settled into it. And Joe right. Schobert's coming along and saying, what the fuck? Why? Why? Why are you not taking practice seriously? Why don't you care about these games? Why do you think that what you're currently doing is eventually going to work? It's literal insanity.
exactly right. And it's embarrassing. It's mm-hmm. so embarrassing for Schobert to come out and twice in the post-game interview say, we need to take practice seriously. Mm-hmm. We need to take practice seriously. And I know a lot of people don't like Aditi. She came out and said today that based on interactions that she had with coaches during the week, the mindset was that she took away from those conversations and the interactions that she had with players this week was that we were going to lose to the Lions. Right. And they're not going to wow. come out and say that. But if that was the general mindset that she took away, oh my however God. biased you may think she is. Yeah. Come on. Come yeah, on. That's bad. If a new guy is coming in and... 10 weeks into the season, he's like, we need to start taking practice seriously. How long has this been an issue? Mm-hmm. How long have they been lackluster in practice at best? And at what point do we hold Mike Tomlin accountable for that? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it falls on his shoulders. If they're not behaving or listening or yep. working hard in practice, yeah. that's on Mike Tomlin. And I get it. Mm-hmm. He's a player's coach. Players want to play for him because... He is a guy's guy. He's a player's coach. He gets it. Yeah. They'll tell you he gets it. And I don't doubt that for a split second. But at some point, the line needs to be drawn in the sand. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. your coach. You play for me. You do what I tell you to do. Great. And I'm not saying yep. turn into Bill Belichick. I'm not saying that. Yeah. I am saying there needs to be some sort of balance because very clearly they're leaning in one direction and that's a direction of goofing off and not taking mm-hmm. shit seriously. Yep. And that's the reason the fundamentals are lacking. That's yep. the reason because they're out there having fun and that's great. And I want them to have fun. We all want them to have fun, have fun, but also play your fucking best. Like yeah. I'm not saying it's the easiest thing to do, but if you go out there and you put the work in at practice, it shows up on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Everything that you do in practice will show up in games. Right. Chuck Knoll said and, that. Like, yeah, and it's not rocket science. Uh, like, can you really justify having fun in practice and that being worth it if you no. show up like you did yesterday? Nobody was having fun yesterday. Was that not- wasn't enjoyable was for the guys on the field right. or for us. Yeah. So, like, sure, okay, great. You have a couple practices throughout the week and you're just having the time of your life. Right. But if you're tying with the fucking 0-8 Detroit Lions, something yeah. has to give. It has to give. Totally. What? And granted, granted, sorry. No, you're Just want to get this out. We don't know. We don't know that Schobert meant, oh, they're not, no one's taking it seriously. Everyone's goofing off, whatever. Like I can't. Mm-hmm realistically see cam hayward not taking practice seriously i can't realistically see tj watt not taking practice seriously james washington like there are certain players who i know for a fact are in there working right every Mm -hmm. week right i'm not saying that everyone's goofing off i'm not even putting that on any specific player's shoulders at this point because the truth of the fact the fact of the matter is we don't know but we can assume and whether that makes an ass out of us or not is you know blame it on Joe Schobert for saying it, but he did say it. So maybe it's not everyone's goofing off, but maybe just tick it up a notch. Like, right, yeah. I mean, that's when true. you lose to the Detroit or tied the Detroit Lions in my head, it's a fucking loss. It was a loss. But when you play as embarrassingly bad as they played on Sunday, 
you don't go into practice and have fun all week. I don't want to see you guys laughing at all. Mm-hmm. Period. Right. And what was Devin Bush yesterday? Dude. <laughs> so you all know that I have defended him. Yeah. Like I've come up with excuse after excuse for Devin Bush. When you're coming back from a big injury, some guys just take a while to mentally get back to themselves. Do I think that's what's happening? I think that's partially what's happening. I do. Um, Physically to get back. I mean, a rebuilt ACL nine times out of 10 is stronger than the ACL was prior to that. So, I mean, he may be a little tentative to actually, you know, go full speed 24-7 because of the injury, because of like the PTSD of it all. Mm -hmm. But I do believe there's a mental aspect. I don't. It just looks like, I mean, he is overrunning plays. He is, the tackling is atrocious. Like yeah. mm-hmm. I, you, you watch video after video of him, you know, just like barely trying to hug a dude and then just falling mm-hmm. off, like giving up the play every single time. It's like, it's a spectator sport for him. Yeah. Right? I, I don't know what's going on. And then he'll make one or two plays in a game where I'm like, okay, Devin, like, there you go. There you are. Build on I that. Yeah. Played. But it's always very hit or miss. It's very mm-hmm. like if you're waiting, if you're holding your breath for Devin Bush to make a big play, you're going to die. It's mm-hmm. it's yeah. I don't know. Not what's great. Going on. It seems like it's a combination of instinct and finish that he's just lacking both. Like there's no follow through from him. rarely ever is there follow through from him with, and that's, we see that with the missed tackles, but it just seems like his, his mind is like 10 steps behind his body. Mm -hmm. And he is always just so out of sorts when he's on the field. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if maybe he peaked in college and maybe kind of into his rookie season, like that was the best it's going to get. I don't know. See, but like, and my dad always talks about this because yeah, my dad's a little quick to like throw guys under the bust category. I'm less so um, like I'm, I'm a little hesitant to do that for anyone because I don't like that term for people, um, players. I don't, I you know, whatever. But Devin Bush in college, a lot of people said was not worth the trade up that we made for him. Mm. So like someone on Twitter yesterday called it like the magic we saw from Devin Bush that rookie year. And, and you know, for a little while after that, like, okay, was that the anomaly or Mm. like, are we seeing Devin Bush for Devin Bush now? Or is he missing something that he once had? It's so hard to know. I mean, we all saw on Twitter, he kind of, you know, went off the deep end for a little bit this summer, mm. but you know, some of it could have been considered trolling. I mean, we've seen players do that. Juju does, you know, tr- he trolls people on his Twitch thing or whatever all the time, um, constantly just to like have fun with it. So, but like, eh, Devin has tweeted some questionable stuff as well. Yeah. So do is that playing a factor into this whole? It seems to Weird. be like a lack of focus. Maybe mm-hmm. I. I don't see him in practice, so I don't know, but that's what it feels like. It feels like it's a lack of focus. I could see that. Sam, what do you think? Part of me thinks it's um, a mental block 
I definitely think it's mental. Um, A, because when you do suffer an injury, whether you come back from it strong or not, I think it is in the back of your head, like all the time, like Mm -hmm. I don't want to turn too fast. I don't want to do this. I don't want to, you know, irritate the injury or have to repeat that whole rehab process again. Um, that also maybe because I just broke my wrist and now I'm feeling like, okay, I never, I don't want to break this one. So like, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping more so that's what it is. And maybe the more he's playing, the more mm-hmm. comfortable he'll get again, but it's tough to watch for sure. No, it's bad. It's really bad. I just like, I've made excuse after excuse for the dude and mm-hmm. I'm fresh out. I don't have any more. I mean, it's mm-hmm. kind of like it's go time, dude. We don't have any remarkable inside linebackers right now. And that's why we're really <sighs> suffering against the run at times, especially when we're not bringing that extra safety for the love of God. Keith Butler, sir. Oh my God. When a team is only running on you, when you know, when Jared Goff only throws the ball 10 times, come Mm -hmm. on, man. Like you got to bring that extra safety. That's the only way you're stopping the run. And when we finally did that, we were able to contain the run. Mm -hmm. I don't understand why that adjustment took so long when we have inside linebackers who are making tackling errors at the base basic fundamental level of football, Bring the extra safety to protect on the ground. I don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like this is simple shit. Mm -hmm. They're just missing somehow. And do I fault Devin Bush for our run defense suffering? 100%, 100%, especially when we're, we're dropping these linebackers into coverage and Devin's not making tackles. Yeah. it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. We say this every week. Make it make sense. Yeah. Someone, someone, please. The make it make sense. only thing, maybe, I don't even know if I would call this a positive, but maybe a positive from yesterday is that the Steelers Twitter that was divided on Mason Rudolph being the future and Mason Rudolph not being the future hopefully has come to an end because I think that that debate was settled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> please. Yeah. That might be wishful thinking. Because I saw a lot of people, you know, saying Mason's still better than Ben. Ben would have driven the ball down the field um, Mm -hmm. in that in that final two minute drill that Mason just doesn't. Mason doesn't have a two minute drill, especially not in the rain. Mm -mm. I will say he doesn't have the experience. Ben has so many years of that like instinctual and he Mm-mm. just he doesn't have that especially when you're giving mason rpos and the calls that he's making when he's given rpos i just don't i'm yeah. speechless but yeah. mm-hmm. um yeah. i i saw a lot of support for mason yesterday and listen do i want mason rudolph to fail absolutely no. not Mm-mm. i want him to be great i want him to come in and if he is the starter i want him to do well I want him to have a good career. I'd never wish bad for these guys at all. Mm-hmm. With Mason, we kind of know what we have. It's been mm-hmm. four years. And he did have a full season when Ben was hurt to kind of come out and show us who he was. Did I see improvement in him last year when he came and played in that Browns game at the end of the year? Absolutely. I thought mm-hmm. he looked poised in the pocket. I thought that he made some settled down throws. He tends to get high and air things out. Um, it float balls up way above his targets. He tends to check a lot down uh, because he doesn't really 
move around in the pocket or outside of the pocket. I saw him move outside the pocket yesterday. I saw him <laughs> extend plays yesterday. There were some things, especially on that first drive, he looked calm, cool, collected, poised. I was impressed. I even mm-hmm. tweeted, like, I've never said a bad thing about Mason Rudolph. Don't check receipts because I have said bad things about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> but, I mean, that first drive was, I think we were all sitting around like, okay, okay, Mason. Like, mm-hmm. we, you, and listen, I'm not saying that had the weather been perfect, he would have still kind of deflated like he did throughout that game. I'm not saying that, but yeah. you gotta be, you have to be able to play in all conditions. You're going to go play mm-hmm. in new England in December. You're going to go play in Miami in September. Like you have to be able to play in really cold temperatures, really warm temperatures, no matter what rain, sleet, snow, I don't care. A tornado, <clears throat> a hurricane, like you're going to have to do it. So, uh, I don't, that's not an excuse. If you ask me, I think Mason has improved in certain areas. Is he our starting quarterback? Absolutely not. Never. Right. He's no. not like Sam said, he did go to Ray Ray a lot. And I will say it's probably because they both play with the second team mm-hmm. during most practices. I think they have a level of comfort with each other that just felt familiar to him. Same goes for James Washington, the Oklahoma State connection. But it was just um, when I'm looking at someone who I want to be the quarterback of the future for this team, the only thing Mason did yesterday was solidify that, if anything, I want him to remain the backup. Yeah, I think that with the the right offensive coordinator, Mason is a – is a solid backup quarterback. Mm-hmm. I th- I think that because of what we saw on that opening drive, he can be competent. He's never yes. going to be a starter in the NFL. That's not his caliber of play, and that's fine. Every team needs and wants a good backup for whenever they need it because ideally you don't need your backup quarterback all the time. Right. So Look I at think Chase that- Daniel, he has made a career out of being a backup mm-hmm. quarterback and a very good one. Mm-hmm. If we yep. don't get a Chase Daniel, dude. Yeah, but I think that the it, everything just kind of imploded yesterday, including uh, Mason and and the the weather was terrible, like you said, and it just the play yep. calling. I think that was really what. Yeah. It. It. Oh my God! It was just awful. It's. It's all awful. It's terrible. And I. I don't. I hope that at least what we saw yesterday opened the eyes of Kevin Colbert to be like, yeah, we need, we absolutely need to, to commit to finding our next guy. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. I I mean, so if we're looking into the future and we know the three of us are agreeing, Sam, do you agree that it's not Mason? Oh, it's not Mason. Yeah. It's for sure. Not Mason. So, so what's the move next year? Say Ben's done. What's the move? Oh, that's the hard question because looking at the draft class, you're like not sold particularly, at least for me. And then I still don't think the Steelers are really going to have a losing season. So they're not even going to yeah. have a draft pick. And it's kind of this weird cycle that they've been stuck in. So it's like, do we have to suffer through a whole year of not having been to get a decent draft pick and right. see what our chances are? 
Um, I definitely don't see them trading for one, so. I just really hope that what they saw yesterday opened the eyes of Kevin, Kevin Colbert. And I think that this is what frustrates me the most about the Steelers and that stupid phrase, the Steeler way. It drives me bonkers that they pride themselves so much in doing things a certain way because they've always done them that way. And if I hear one more person talk about the fact that we've only had three head coaches over whatever, like, okay, great. If you want your standard to be the standard and that just be that you've never had a losing season. Great. But that doesn't mean that it probably means more than anything. You're never going to progress in the league. It just, it, ah, And that's why I think so many people take issue with Mike Tomlin because it's like you can't just ride and now it's going to be what, nine and seven or no, nine and eight it would be or math, whatever. The bare minimum to to maintain a winning record. Okay, great. What does that mean for your future though? It doesn't like, it doesn't, I'm not asking them to tank, but just to sustain average I, that I, I can't and it we're going to be stuck in limbo forever without a franchise quarterback because they're just they refuse to have a losing season and it drives me nuts right and it's like okay I I, I get it that Mike Tomlin is amazing as a coach in the regular mm-hmm. season because he does not have a losing season I get it and I think that's great and I think eventually one day that and hopefully many other things will lead him to the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I think Mike Tomlin is a great coach in so many aspects. The one thing that I disagree with Mike Tomlin on continually is the coaching staff that he has built. Mm-hmm. When you look at oh. a guy like Bill Belichick and you say, okay, or or Bill Cower, we can talk about uh-huh. Bill Cower. How many coaches left the Pittsburgh Steelers as coordinators or whatever position they Mm -hmm. were in and then went to other organizations where they became head coaches. Yep. Bill Cower, I believe the number is nine. Okay. Same amount of time as Mike Tomlin. Okay. Mm -hmm. Zero. If we're not counting Bruce Arians, zero. Yeah. Which we shouldn't count Bruce Arians because he was, yeah. It wasn't Uh, like they, he got poached from us. He was fired. mm -hmm. So like, The thing is, I will defend so much about Mike Tomlin because I genuinely love the man as mm-hmm. a person, and I think that he is a phenomenal player's coach. I do. He's done a lot of great things in Pittsburgh. I really wish that he could assemble a coaching staff and Kevin Colbert and the Roonies would put the money toward the coaching mm-hmm. staff because, again, we spend the least amount of money in the league not including head coach on our coaching staff. Unacceptable. Let's invest invest in what is clearly a weakness in this organization. Mm -hmm. I understand not wanting to make hasty decisions and fire somebody after a year, but when it's more of the same shit because you hired from inside, 
the organization and people just don't know any better. They're not bringing mm-hmm. any and anything innovative. Pep Hamilton was right there. Oh, Eric Bieniemy is right there. Mm-hmm. What are you doing? Assemble the mm-hmm. staff. And it elevates everything. I fully believe that a huge reason that this offense has been so stagnant, including not changing the game plan yesterday for Mason Rudolph falls squarely on the shoulders of Matt Canada and Mike Tomlin and the defense, their struggles, Mike Tomlin and Keith Butler. Yep. Butler and Canada have got to go. I'm done. Mm -hmm. I'm done with it. Yeah. Bring in innovative leaders in the industry. You're the Pittsburgh Steelers. You can mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, you really can. And it's not like people look at this job like they would potentially a job for the New York Jets or the Jacksonville right. Jaguars. Like it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. People exactly. want to be a part of this organization for now. If we keep yeah. up this nonsense, eventually we're going to reach a point where people are like, eh, I'd rather go somewhere like. Tampa Bay or Tennessee or Buffalo. Like it, we're not really, we're perpetuating a not losing culture, not a winning culture. And there's a huge difference. And I'm really frustrated with the lack of progress that they're making because we we've said it from uh, what week two after seeing how little they did to adjust and make up for issues that they were having, it's just more of the same every single week. And they get lucky. Like they got lucky last week in, against Chicago or was it Chicago? Yeah. The, yeah. the Sunday night game. Yeah. Monday night game, whatever. Night. I, you know yeah. what? It all, I know. it all melds blame together. It on, it's all blame garbage. Blame it on the Steelers. Blame yeah, it on the Steelers. That's what I do. Everything. You know what? Everything that's they going wrong, wrong in my life is the Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers fault. Steelers. It is their Sam fault. Sam had to step away, everyone. Just so y'all know, she didn't just like disappear into thin air. She had to step <laughs> away, but she will be back next week. Um, let's quickly talk yeah. about the AFC North as a whole. Yeah. Because it's. It's a whole dumpster fire. I mean, thank, it it's is. not just us. The Ravens lost to the now three and seven Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. in embarrassing fashion. Um, yep. The Bengals had a bye, but right before that, they lost to the Jets in yep. absolutely embarrassing fashion. The Browns got decimated mm-hmm. by Bill Belichick's New England Patriots yesterday. Which and Mac was, Jones, LOL. Oh, my that God. That was beautiful. Sh- that chef's helped. kiss. Yeah. Love it. I mean, yes. Mm-hmm. So these AFC North teams are helping to alleviate a little bit of the stress that we feel. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, we are responsible for ourselves, yeah. not for the AFC North. This is supposed to be the best division in football. It's one of those on paper things, like when the Browns yeah. brought in OBJ and they were like Jarvis Landry on Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. It was whenever they first assembled this super team that everybody was like, Browns are going to the Super Bowl. And they so didn't true. even make the playoffs. It the the AFC North last year, I would say, was the best division overall in the league. But just I because agree. they were last year and had the same talent coming into this year, it's a clean slate every freaking season. And I don't think that we honestly watching the the Seahawks Green Bay their Packers game yesterday, Tampa Bay and uh, Washington. I I was like, are there any 
good teams in the NFL this year. Like it, it looks like everybody's terrible, like or inconsistent or something. I just I feel like this year has been really weird. And it I has been. Yeah. I don't know who the best division in, in the league is, but it's definitely not the AFC North. Yeah. Uh, nope. It, uh, not even close. Just because, just because we struggle against each other doesn't mean we're all good. It could potentially yes. mean we're all just really bad. <laughs> I think that's more so what the case is right now. <laughs> we're all good really bad. God, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, I love it. We're running a little long. So, I mean, we were going to talk about what's working, but why ruin a good thing? This has been a really great negative episode. So yeah, there um, isn't much. If anything, Najee Harris, Chris Boswell. Yep. Yep. Najee Harris and Chris Boswell. We can leave it at that. Mm -hmm. Um, Perfect. Throw in some Cam Hayward for good measure. Um, But about the Jersey giveaway, guys, we mentioned last week that we uh, were getting involved in a giveaway um, thought of by one of our amazing followers. He did an Mm -hmm. excellent job coming up with this idea. Um, He is going to personally raise the money to provide a jersey to a family or a kid who was really, really deserving of one. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's kind of evolved because once we announced this, a lot of people wanted to get involved and actually donate money rather than make nominations. So what we've decided Mm -hmm. is to open this thing up through the second week of December. And we are going to do a giveaway as many jerseys as we can raise money for kind of fundraiser. Mm-hmm. So um, how you can get involved, send us your nominations for kids who really want a Steelers jersey this Christmas or this holiday season. We would love to provide these for, you know, a kid whose family might not mm-hmm. be able to afford one or just someone who's really deserving of one. Yeah. So send us your nominations. But also, if you want to donate money as another way to get involved, let us know. We're setting up a way to do that. Um, so we will tell you how to make that happen. And we're so excited because people have been really into this mm-hmm. idea. And I'm just awesome. like all up in the holiday spirit. We're so happy to to be able to do this for, for a few kids, hopefully several. Yeah. So um, right. on, t- on top of that, we have the L.A. Terrible Tailgate coming up this weekend. Oh, if my gosh. you haven't gosh, gotten wow. your tickets already, I know. Jordan, we're so bummed that you're not going to be I'm there. I'm sad, too. Like uh, destroying my heart right now. Uh, but it'll be a good time. You will be there in spirit. We'll FaceTime you. Yes. Um, if you haven't gotten your tickets already, you can get them at Eventbrite. I've tweeted out a link. We will put the link uh, at the top of the Yenzer's Twitter page just in case you can't find it. It's going to be awesome. Food and drinks mm-hmm. are included in the price as well as some former player appearances, potentially other player appearances, and some really cool people are going to be there. So come hang out with us. We would love to see you. Yenzer's Bucket Hats on site. Oh, yeah. High demand. Right. Very high. Everybody wants one. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, come out, hang out with us Mm -hmm. and let's do the damn thing. Hopefully get a win. You know, hopefully. Hopefully. Not going to. I don't even want to think about another game. Remember what I said about that. Yeah, you'll die. It'll kill you. All right. Let's wrap this thing up, guys. It has been real as always. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Yinzers and Instagram at Yinzers Official. And don't forget to subscribe wherever it is you listen to podcasts, even if it's on YouTube, so that we can kick it every week with you. We will see you hopefully for Let's Be Real. It's going to be the same shit 
See you for next next week for another next episode week. of Yenzers. Yeah. See you oh, for God. the shit show next yeah. week, guys. Oh, it's gonna be Over fun. And out. Yeah.